Welcome to your Friday. I am Adam McNutt, and that means this is time for another edition of the Speaking For Him podcast alongside the host of the program, Andrew Gomison. Hello, Adam. I am glad to be with you. And as my listeners may have uh, detected, we have some new theme music for the Speaking For Him podcast, at least for the time being. So if you have a preference, you can indicate that on our Facebook page. Uh, We may be going back to the old theme. I'm not sure yet. But just to get that out of the way, I hope you enjoyed it. And now we'll get to the real meat of today's podcast. Today I have a very special guest with us here in the podcast. Um, His name is Shane Cox. He's the pastor of Take Hold Church in downtown Grand Rapids. And Adam, I didn't even know that this church existed until just a few weeks before I spoke there in early February. I actually was there Super Bowl Sunday, if you can believe it. (laughs) So that was kind of an interesting opportunity and... I'm glad so many people came out to listen to me preach, even on such an important day in our culture as Super Bowl Sunday. But the real reason we're here is to visit a little bit more with Shane Cox and to hear a little bit more about this ministry. So Shane, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you, Andrew. It's a pleasure and honor to be here today. Well, Shane, one of the things that we really want to do here at Speaking for Him is to encourage people in their walk with the Lord and to encourage those who have not yet met the Lord to embrace him and to trust him with their lives. And nothing speaks louder than a true story of how God is working in someone's life. So can you tell me about how you came to know the Lord in a personal way? Sure, I can do that for sure. Um, Well, I got to tell you that I grew up in a Christian home. You know, uh, I went my entire life to a small Baptist church on the east side of this beautiful state, Michigan. And um, my parents kind of lived a wacky wild life before they met Christ. But when they did, uh, they found him and they just like, they uh, they grabbed on tightly. And so um, I was raised in their home, in the church. The church had a school. So I was at that church probably like, six, sometimes seven times a week. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, man, it was great, actually. I have great memories, and uh, I love my parents. And uh, the problem, the problem was around 12 or 13, I uh, started to notice the world a little bit, and uh, I wanted to explore it. And uh, what it did was um, it kind of, um, hmm. well, I got into a lot of things that I shouldn't have. Let's just say that. And um, I, uh, I, however, I must say that when I was five years old, uh, I, said, I asked my dad on the way home from church, I said, I, if I want to go to heaven when I die. So he pulled over. And he he shared with me how I could come, how I could know Christ as my personal Savior, and I did that that day. And I was baptized when I was seven. So, but then the teen years, like I spoke of earlier, came around, and uh, you know I just went my own way, and I I learned how to play the double life, you know, play in the world and then play at church. So, uh, and and school, 
that took me down some avenues that I'm not proud of. Um, but, uh, however, when I was 24 years old, I kind of hit rock bottom. And um, I uh, basically saw uh, in a paper that there was going to be a tent revival meeting at a small ch Baptist church in southern Minnesota, and I ended up attending that. And there was a, an evangelist there named Joe Mark. And from Sunday to Wednesday, I think that guy preached through the whole book of Romans. And uh, by Wednesday night, I was in tears. I was on my knees, and I was basically saying, uh, God, I've messed up my life. Will you take me back? And I think that that night when I was 24 was the night that I owned my faith because I, I know I know that throughout all that time, I, I believed in God, however I was in rebellion against him. And so um, I owned my faith that night. I submitted my heart and my life. And um, man, that was almost 15, 16 years ago. So that's kind of like my uh, testimony of how I came to know Christ and how I wandered and then how I came back. Well, Shane, when did you know that you wanted to be a pastor? Good question. Um, when I was five years old, uh, my mother asked me that question. We were at the doctor's office. She said, Shane, what do you want to be when you grow up? And uh, I said, I want to be a pastor. Well, here's the thing. Earlier that day, I lost my coat at school. And she said, without skipping a beat, she said, well, pastors don't lose their jackets. <laughs> I was like, well, I guess I can't be a pastor then. Uh, but obviously she was joking. But, I mean, if you would have asked me early on, I would have said pastor. I never would have thought that I would be a pastor, you know, like 20 years ago. But um, uh, God did call, put that call on my life. So, And where did you get your start as a pastor? Sure. Well, uh, my wife and I moved out to California in 1999, and um, she was adopted. So we went out there to be um, reunited with her adopted family, her biological family. And um, so we started attending a small Baptist church there in Southern California. And after about two or three months there, the pastor came up to me and he said, Hey, Shane, we uh, want to start a youth group with the five or six teenagers that we have at the church. And I said, oh, that's pretty cool. And he said, you're going to do it. And I said, uh, what? <laughs> and so uh, I said, well, I need some time to pray on that. And he said, okay, I'll give you 30 days. So my wife and I prayed on it, and then we came back to him and said, yeah, we think that God's asking us to do this. So that was back in 1999. I became a youth pastor of five or six students. All right, and so how did how did that lead you um, in the long run to be the pastor of Take Hold? Can you tell us a little bit about how Take Hold came to be? Sure. So after spending time in California and coming back to Michigan, where I grew up, um, we were in youth ministry for ten years, and. Um, my wife graciously allowed me to go to seminary at Grand Rapids Theological Seminary. And so we moved back to Michigan in 2006. And after I completed seminary, um, 
we were just praying about what are we going to do? You know, I didn't want to put my resume all over the internet and whatever. I just, I was just praying that God would allow whatever to happen, um, that he would make it happen organically through networking or, you know, relationships. Well, nothing was really happening. So my wife and I said, well, um, we have our home. And so we were in a little apartment um, on South Division in Camp All Commons. Um, and we, on Sunday nights, just started opening up our home. And we would share a meal and, uh, you know, look at scripture, pray for each other, sing a little bit if we had someone with a guitar there. And that was in uh, the summer of 2009. So that, um, actually, this June, we're going to be celebrating our four uh, year anniversary or um, our birthday, so um, I'm excited about that. Interestingly enough, Shane, uh, that was the same year that God was really working in my life, and my fourth anniversary of speaking for Him will take place in September of two of 2013. Awesome. Um, so our our ministries were birthed very close together, and I know that God even then had a plan for us to meet and to impact each other's lives, and it's just just amazing to see some of that, some of the backside of that tapestry, because we don't often think about how God is is working before we even realize that that we want Him to work. Mm-hmm. And even when we don't want Him to work, He's still working. That's right. <laughs> you know, I, there was a lot of resistance in my life before I came to the point of starting speaking for Him. So, so it's exciting to hear about that. Yeah. Um. Well, Adam, do you have any questions? I do, actually. So the name of your church is Take Hold Church. Yeah. Where did the motivation and idea come from to use that name? Sure, man. Um, Before, you know, a couple months before we even started inviting people into our home, I was just reading through 1 Timothy and came across 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12, where Paul says to young Timothy, he says, uh, fight the good fight of faith, take hold of the eternal life that um, God gave to you in the company of many witnesses. And it just stuck out. You know, I was just like, man, that's a, that's a great name. And it would be a great name for a, a faith community or a church someday. Yeah. And so it just stuck. And, um, you know, when, at the, when we decided that would be the name, we got a little feedback. Some wasn't as positive as I'd like. <laughs> Sound a little forceful, maybe yeah. at first, like, take like, hold. Take hold of someone off right. the street. But, <laughs> I mean, I, I think that's what it's about. It's, it's the idea is, I mean, we can talk about faith, you know, but when we really grab onto it, um, something special happens when it manifests on the street. And that's kind of uh, the idea. That's very cool. So kind of like more living it than just talking about it. Right. Very cool. Yeah. Love it. Okay. And Shane, is there any specific things that we can pray for you and your ministry take hold? Well, uh, right now we're going through a series on spiritual warfare. And I don't know about you, but whenever you start um, exposing the enemy, his tricks, his schemes, his plan, um, his fall, uh, eh, it just it can mess with you, and uh, when you when you kind of like stick your head up above the crowd, and um, he sees that, then uh, I, I, your attacks can you know. Well, especially you know, since we live in an age where even evangelical leaders that we've come to respect in some 
instances have kind of shied away from the fit the definitive word of God right. and said, well, maybe God didn't really say, but isn't that the whole premise of the devil in the mm-hmm. Garden of Eden who said, you know, God may have said that, but he didn't really say that. Right. And one of the reasons that speaking for him exists is because we believe that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm-hmm. So if he said it, that means he's still saying it. Yeah. And so... I just wanted to get that out there because it's a big burden of my heart to let you know that I will continue speaking the truth because the truth does not change. It does not alter. God says, I am God and I change not. And how thankful we are that in this era of change, in this time of change, in this world of change, that God himself does not change. And I call on my listeners, too, to hold me accountable. If you feel like I'm straying away, send me an email. And slap me upside the head, because sometimes I might need it. Um, but the good thing about uh, being a believer is that the righteous man falls seven times and yet gets up again. So I want to be held accountable. Yeah. So, uh, Shane, do you have a favorite Bible verse? Yeah, I think it goes back to my days in Awana. I think uh, if you had to ask me that, it would be Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It says, uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding and all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. So I think that would be my favorite. I think that's so good. You know, it's very familiar. And then sometimes those verses get too familiar to us that we don't take the time to really grasp the meaning. I mean, we could say it till the cows come home, but we don't really know what it means. And I know... For myself, when I was going through this struggle of what to do with my life and really starting to, the seed started to germinate for speaking for him, um, the the whole issue between me and God was, are you going to trust me? Yeah. Uh, because I, I was more like, okay, I'm going to plan my way and then I'm going to check in with God and say, God... I hope that you bless this because this is really what I want to (laughs) do. And it it doesn't work that way. He says to me and he says to you and he says to Adam and to all of our listeners, trust in me and I will make your path straight. And the irony is that I, by the time when I was seven years old, I wanted to do radio. But by the time I was getting ready ready to start speaking for him or rather resisting starting the ministry, I didn't think I was ever going to do radio again or get the opportunity to actually do radio. I should say I only did radio in my room with a tape player, but that's another story for another time. (laughs) But the point is I didn't think I was ever going to do it. And then the Lord opened doors for me to do radio. And that's why we're here today. And he only did that when I was finally willing to surrender to him. So I think that's very important. Well, Shane, it's been great having you on the show. Before we say goodbye, we just want to ask you one final question. Do you have a final challenge for our listeners? Um, Our mission statement is to encourage the saints to walk worthy of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, And so do you have a final challenge to leave with our listeners along those lines? I do, and only because it's fresh on my mind in regards to spiritual warfare. Uh, I I would just want to encourage your listeners that um, because of Christ's victory over sin and death and the enemy, 
Um, and because of the empowerment of the Spirit and the Word, um, we are truly, fully equipped to do battle. The victory is the Lord's, but we're going to face battles. So I'd like to just read it, a passage from Ephesians 6, if I can. All right, Not sounds sure. good. Okay. Uh, Ephesians 6, and uh, starting in verse 10, says, Be strong with the Lord's mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies and tricks of the devil. For we are not fighting against people made of flesh and blood, but against the evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against those mighty powers of darkness who rule this world, and against wicked spirits in the heavenly realms. Use every piece of God's armor to resist the enemy in the time of evil, so that after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the sturdy belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news, so that you will be fully prepared. In every battle, you will need faith as your shield to stop the fiery arrows aimed at you by Satan. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Pray at all times and on every occasion in the power of the Holy Spirit. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all Christians everywhere. Well, thank you for that, Shane. And before we go, I almost forgot, but could you tell us if somebody wants to get a hold of Take Hold Church, how can they do that and where are you located? Sure, thanks for asking. Uh, we are located on South Division, uh, the intersection is Cherry and Division in downtown Grand Rapids. Um, we have worship services on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and 5.30 p.m. And if you want to check us out online, you can look up www.takeholdchurch.org. All right. Thank you very you. much, Shane. It's been a real privilege to have you here for the Speaking for Him podcast. Thanks very much for coming in. Yeah, thank you. I just want to say, too, to you that you are an inspiration to me. So just continue doing what you're doing, and I love your brother. Thank you. Thank you, Shane. That's very encouraging. Um, I want to encourage our listeners out there to have a wonderful weekend. And as I always say, keep serving the best of masters.